You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-host, Kate Abbott. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and I want to thank you for joining us. My co-host today is my very good friend, Kate Abbott, from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista. Thanks, Liz, for inviting me. I mean, after all, talking about dogs is one of my favorite subjects. This show is all about learning how to live with your dog. Dogs are supposed to be our best friends, after all, that's why we have them. But living with a dog can also cause problems. Uh, we're introducing a species into our house that, you know, wasn't born to us, wasn't, wasn't raised with us. And so we can have misunderstandings and miscommunications. Uh, so we'll be talking about training in the show. We'll be talking about household rules and social manners. We'll be talking about how to deal with any problems that might occur. But this isn't going to be all serious stuff. We also believe in having fun with our dogs. I mean, that's why we have them in our lives after all, is to have fun. And there are so many things that you can do with your dog, even if you don't really want to compete uh, in competition. But if you always say something like lure coursing. A couple of weeks ago, my cockapoo, Walter, and I were introduced to lure lure coursing at a charity dog event. Uh, For those of you that aren't familiar with it, lure coursing is a sport that involves chasing a mechanically operated lure. Um, lure can be anything from a plastic bag to a fuzzy squeak toy, chasing it around a course. It can be an empty field or dust field, or it could be obstacles that the dogs chase the lure over jumps and through tunnels and things like that. Well, we got a chance to do this at the event, and Walter, oh my gosh, that just turned out to be one of the great big blisses of his life to run after that and have a good time. Yeah, I introduced uh, Bashir to lure coursing at that same event, and it was really interesting. Um, My youngest dog, Bashir, is an Australian Shepherd. He's a herding dog and has been introduced to herding, but he'd never seen lure coursing before. So he hesitated initially when he saw that little mechanical fuzzy thing that is supposed to represent a rabbit, but he only hesitated a second, and he was off. My husband said he looked kind of... uh, uh, oh, what's a nice term? Devilish <laughs> in his focus for that. So we're going to talk about a lot of fun things as we go along, too. This show is all about living with dogs, and fun is a big part of that. There are so many opportunities to enjoy spending time with your dog, anything from a walk to having a coffee in an outside cafe or therapy dog visits. Of course, all of these things, you have to start with a good foundation, and that's training with your dog. And once you have that good foundation, then the world is open to you, and it should be. So you can go places and enjoy life together and show other people what a well-mannered dog, how much fun they can be. 
Well, we need to take a break right now for a commercial, but don't go away. When we come back, Kate and I are going to be talking about the challenges and the joys of living with a busy dog, because busy dogs are, well, they're a special type of dog. So hold on, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and Kate Abbott. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and my co-host is Kate Abbott from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Today we're discussing the challenges and the joys of living with a busy dog. Okay, let's start at the beginning. What do you consider a busy dog? Well, my dog. (laughs) Um, A dog who's very, very interested in life and in everything that happens. And I guess an easy definition would be the dog, if you don't tell him something to do, he goes off and finds something to do. may not always be something that you want done either. Um, Walter is, my, my little cockapoo, is definitely a busy dog. So a busy dog is not just an active dog, but perhaps the dog that wants you to throw the ball over and over and over and over again, or maybe the dog who uh, wants to torment the cat or raid the trash can. Busy dog is just a dog who's always doing stuff. Yes, I do a lot of private training with Kindred Spirits Dog Training Group, and um I, the secret is I almost never get called out on private problem-solving training for a dumb dog because they don't think of things to do. They're happy to lay around, but busy dogs, oh, no, they're finding, oh, the gophers in the backyard, the people walking down the street so you get in the window and bark, 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 bark. They have a lot of energy, physical and mental. So I found that dealing with both with a busy dog, you have to approach both sides of it. You have to tire them out mentally and physically. One of my favorite mottos is a tired dog is a well-behaved dog. But that only works if you can tire out their brain as well as their body. Well, we have a a focus on training, so that leads right into uh, what we believe is every dog needs some training. And training isn't necessarily competitive obedience training, but training can be setting the foundation for the busy dog. I'm thinking of one of our students who said to me, you know, I love my dog the moment I got him, but now that we've had some training together, now I actually like my dog, and we can have fun together. So training has got to be the foundation, so you can establish a way of communicating with your dog what you want them to do. Once you got that done, well, you can only do so many sits and sit stays before you're both bored, especially with a busy dog, a high-achieving dog. So how do you get their brain tired? I love to use games, but make them a little educational. If your dog likes to bring the ball back and play fetch, super. Take that one step further. 
use that to practice the sit and the sit-stay, and then you throw the ball. Oh, my gosh, does that teach self-control? Now, you may have to help them at the beginning, hold that sit, but then they get to release them, they go get the ball, they bring it back, and then you get to teach them another command. Yes. Once you've got that idea down, then you're working their brain. Oh, oh, do I get to get it yet? Do I get to get it yet? Oh, no, i got to hold it, i got to hold it. <gasps> Yay, I get to go get the ball and bring it back. It's kind of like if you work at an office job and you sit at a computer all day, you come home and you're mentally tired, but you may be still physically wound up. Or if you go out and um, run around in the field with your kids and throw a ball, then you come inside and the kids are still, uh-huh, I'm still bored, I'm still, oh, do something with me. That's if you'd go out and play fetch with a dog and don't put any rules on the game. They may come in physically tired, but still mentally wound up, still ready to chew on the legs on your sofa, still ready to chase the cat, but make them think and then have fun doing it. So they come in, oh, yeah, now I'm ready to relax and take a nap. So what other kinds of things can you do to to exercise the mind? Are you talking about specific types of training or like trick training? Oh, I love trick training. It's Well, first thing I notice is the change in the students. Everybody gets very serious on the sit and the down and the stay. And then, oh, can teach your dog to spin in a circle. And all of a sudden they go, okay, Fido, spin, yay, good boy. So they get to have a lot more fun and the dogs respond to that and hopefully that attitude bleeds over into the obedience as well. I'll give you an example. I injured myself, and I was sort of laying on the couch for a couple of days, which was torture for my busy dog, Walter. I woke up from a nap on the fourth day, and I found 12 toys all over myself. So while I was napping, Walter had gone and gotten every toy that he could find in the house and hopefully placed them all around me. I woke up, and I still wasn't able to get up and physically move him a whole lot. So I started teaching him a couple of tricks that I could do sitting down that really made him work his brain. About eight minutes of that, he took a great big sigh, and then I was able to tell him, lay down, relax, and he could, because now he was tired. Uh, you do the same thing with Bashir, right? Of course, yeah, because Aussies are way too smart for their own good, Australian shepherds, not not the people from the continent. <laughs> well, maybe them too. <laughs> um, Bashir, being a young Australian shepherd and very eager to learn, I've had to keep his mind challenged. And so one of the tricks that I taught him was uh, identifying wooden blocks labeled A, B, and C. Uh, people told me they couldn't learn that, but I said, sure, he could. <laughs> so I went to the craft store and got a wooden A and a wooden B and a wooden C and started teaching him to recognize uh, those letters and to touch the letter when I asked for it and then to make sure that he wasn't pattern trained, that he it wasn't always A, then B, then C. I would mix them all up. And I found that after about three or four minutes of that, He was tired. He had to quit. His brain had to relax for a little bit because that's a lot of work. That's more than most dogs are ever asked to do. And uh, when I was through with that, he'd go take a break. So, yes, the mental exercise is just as important. But what else do we need need to keep in mind with a busy dog? Well, I hate to hear of any dog, especially busy dogs, just being left in the backyard all day long. Dogs need to get out and get about. Going for a walk is just such a wonderful experience with a well-mannered dog. <laughs> it should be fun. It shouldn't be being dragged down the street by your sore arm. 
But once they're listening to you and walking with you and going places, then you can take them places which stimulate their mind as well as their body as you're walking. We're lucky enough to have Oceanside Harbor nearby our homes. Great place to walk, grass, ocean air, um, seagulls, seals, boats. It's great. And we can go out there and walk with our dogs knowing that they're well-mannered, they're going to listen to us, they're not going to lunge at other people and dogs and, and have a great time. Then when you come home, they're ready to relax. You can snuggle together on the couch watching TV and not wonder what your dog is going to be getting up into as they're wandering around the house. So getting your dog tired mentally as well as physically is, is a big thing that I'm always telling my students to get done. Whatever level your dog needs, the dog needs a lot. Now, for most dogs, though, just simply going for a walk isn't enough exercise. Um, the exercise can be mental stimulation and can be training, but for exercise, it's not enough, right? Especially if they're on a high-calorie food. Um, so many of the foods that we see out on the market these days have way too much caloric, free, simple carbohydrates. I'm going to put it that simple carbohydrates with a high glycemic index. So paying attention to the kind of food, I'm sure that Liz will be bringing this up in um, episodes to come, but that's a big deal. If you feed your kids sugar, you can't expect them to sit quietly and read a book. If you feed your dog a high caloric, too simple carbohydrate of food, then they're not going to be able to relax and sit still and learn either. So find out what your dog likes to do and turn that into an educational game. Walter... We all joke about Walter's addiction to his red ball, um, but I've been able to use that red ball as a reward for him thinking and working, and he can then get physical energy by chasing the ball, but that's also part of the reward of sitting still and thinking in the minutes ahead of it. Okay, thank you, Kate. Uh, we have to take a break right now for messages from our sponsors, but listeners, please hold on, and definitely don't go anywhere because we have a lot more for you. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart. Every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and Kate Abbott. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today is our co-host, Kate Abbott. Kate and I have been talking about busy dogs, the challenges and the joys of living with these dogs. So far, we've discussed the importance of exercise, of training, of obedience training, and fun training that can help keep the busy dog's mind focused on positive things rather than getting into trouble. We've also talked about food, and we'll talk about food more in shows uh, coming up in, in the next few weeks because food has more to do with than just busy dogs. Food affects the dogs in many aspects of their life, so we'll discuss that in more detail in a couple of weeks. 
But right now, there's other things that we can do with the dogs to help keep a busy dog out of trouble, because that's one of our primary goals. When a dog is getting into trouble, it's not much fun. I got into dog training many, many years ago because I had a German Shepherd who, in one eight-hour day while I was at work, destroyed my sofa. When I left for work, I had an eight-foot-long sofa in the living room. When I got home, I had well, I had enough fiber on the uh, floor of the living room to fill eight garbage bags. The next day, I called a trainer for help and kind of got addicted to training after that. But when you've got a busy dog and he's getting into trouble, it's not much fun. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about activities that we can do with dogs that can help uh, keep them busy. Uh, Kate mentioned lure cursing, and in many areas that's just for sight hounds. Uh, here in Southern California, we do have a group that uh, is open to all breeds, and I know that uh, interest in this is spreading across the country. Uh, Kate and I and our second co-host who will be joining us next week, Petra uh, Burke, is also interested in therapy dog work, and we all do that. Walter's very good at therapy dog work. In fact, he had a visit today. It's surprising how much energy therapy dog work takes out of a dog. And a lot of people say, oh, your dog gets to be petted, and he must just sit there and soak all that in. But they actually have to think quite a bit, especially when dealing with um, visiting people in medical equipment, such as wheelchairs or at hospital beds with oxygen tanks. Uh, they need some training. There's that reoccurring theme again. To understand how to deal and not be frightened by this equipment and how to safely go say hi to someone. For a busy dog like Walter, I was so amazed the first time I took him on a therapy dog visit. As soon as we finished, about an hour, hour and a half of visit, put him in the car, he jumped in the back seat, and he crashed. He slept all the way home. And that is unheard of for Walter's energy level. And that continues to be pretty consistent. He's not as wiped out these days as he was at the beginning, but it still takes a lot out of him just to say hi. Um, I myself, well, I consider myself fairly social. If I was to go to a um, a cocktail party or any sort of get-together and where I have to talk to a lot of different people and be friendly and smiling the whole time, I'm exhausted <laughs> at the end. And that's what I think Walter is feeling. It's fun, but oh my gosh, it's still tiring to say hi to so many people. So he loves that. We do agility as well. We do it for fun, not competition. That's a great way to get some energy off of him. The tricks, of course... Carting, pulling a cart, oh, good for him physically as well as mentally. He gets to use a lot of energy and pull, which he loves to do, but then he has to listen and control that enthusiasm so he doesn't run people over or other dogs with his cart. There's just so many things that people can look into in their neighborhood and find to do fun with their dog. One thing that you might want to look into that that listeners might want to look into and check with some trainers in your area, and that's fly ball. Uh, Dogs who, there's a lot of dogs out there who are born with a tennis ball in their mouth and think that tennis balls, the next greatest thing, maybe to food. Um, Fly ball is a game where the dog jumps a series of four hurdles, a low height, so even little dogs can do it. They then learn to bounce off a backboard, which shoots a tennis ball out. And they grab that ball and then turn around and run back over the hurdles. Now, fly ball uh, is a competitive sport, 
just like obedience competition can be and agility competition can be. But it can also be a great sport for you and your dog in your backyard. Get a fly ball box. There's uh, descriptions of them up on the Internet. So if you're handy or you have someone who can build things, do that for you. And then teach your dog to play fly ball. It's a great way to get your dog to think and to exercise. Uh, some other uh, activities out there, uh, swimming. The number of dogs who love to swim, whether you've got a pool or a pond, a lagoon or the ocean, swimming again uses up that energy, gets those busy dogs using their muscles and their brains. Uh, and if your dog really likes to swim, do some retrieving. Toss the ball in the in the water, have him jump in, go get it, bring it back out to you. So just look around, look at your interests, at your dog's interests, and and find something that's going to satisfy the both of you. That way you keep that busy dog busy, keep him constructively busy, use up that energy, and use his mind. So anything else, Kate, that you'd like to add about busy dogs? Yeah, everyday life with your busy dog can be a challenge or it can be a lot of fun. I'll give you an example. Uh, say I'm working on my computer and here comes my busy dog with his ball and he's nudge, 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 nudging on me. I can either get frustrated and keep telling him, knock it off, leave me alone, go away, knock it off. I could spend 15, 20 minutes telling him to cool it or I can say, ah, I have an opportunity here. He's eager and willing to do something. So I get up and I make him do maybe some puppy push-ups, which... If you haven't tried them before, it can be a lot of fun. Go from Have your dog go from a sit to lay down, back up to a sit. That's one push-up. Ask him to do some of those, but make it a fun game. How many can he do in 10 seconds? So he's working for you. He's getting lots of praise. You're both laughing, and he's getting some energy off and working his brain. Or teach him a new trick in a few minutes. And then when you tell him, okay, that's enough now, settle down, and give him something. Give him a rawhide or a nyla bone or a chute. Kong toy. Give him something. When you then tell him to lay down and he's listening to you to do that, he can do it relaxed, having taken the edge off. And you get to go back to work on the computer feeling good. And you've established a fun relationship instead of a nagging and, I don't know, yelling at, controversial relationship. So think of them as, I, I call them educational opportunities, learning opportunities, and look for those to build good habits instead of always trying to squash a busy dog. Turn it around. Say, okay, we can have some fun with this because you are so interested and active and ready to do stuff. My busiest dog is now 13 years old. Her name is Dax. She's also an Australian Shepherd, and, and she's still busy at 13, although she, she does thankfully relax a lot more. But I know one thing I needed with her when she was in her younger years was I had to keep a sense of humor. You've got to laugh when you've got a busy dog uh, because a busy dog's not going to make life easy. You've got to be able to laugh at him. You've got to be able to laugh at yourself. You've got to be able to live it, a laugh at your situation because if you don't, then you're not going to be friends with the dog anymore, and it's going to be hard. So laugh with that busy dog and keep him busy. Uh, I hope this information has been helpful to you, especially to those of you who do share your life with a busy dog. I know there's lots and lots of busy dogs out there. Uh, in upcoming weeks, Petra Burke, who is also going to be a co-host with us on the show, uh, she's also from the Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center. She'll be joining us. She'll be with us next week. 
there are so many topics we can talk about with living with dogs, um, living with a fearful dog, how to put your dog to work for you, house training with puppies or adult dogs, uh, such as rescuing a dog and, and bringing them into your home, so even adult dogs may need some house training. We'll discuss some different problem behaviors as well. Uh, we'd love for you to write in suggestions. You can email us at Liz, L-I-Z, at PetLifeRadio.com. That's PetLifeRadio, all one word, P-E-T-L-I-F-E-R-A-D-I-O.com. And, and send us in some topics, concerns, and problems that you're having with your dogs busy or not. Some other things that we might talk about as we go along, and because there are so many things that we can talk about, is choosing the right dog for you. Uh, if any of you are thinking about either getting your first dog or adding a dog to your home, we talk to many, many people who have, for one reason or another, chosen a dog who really isn't suited to their lifestyle or their personality. And this, unfortunately, is very, very sad because... They may be very nice people, it may be a wonderful dog, but just the two of them aren't meshing for whatever reason. And um, unfortunately, the outcome of that is often very, very negative for the dog. The dog often needs to find a new home. Either that or the dog and the owner just have an adversary relationship. They're just not happy with each other. So we'll talk about that in weeks to come. We may talk about some individual breeds, how to choose the dog. There's a lot of things we could talk about. But we could talk about dogs all day. But we're out of time for now. So Kate and I would like to thank our producers and sponsors for making this show possible. I'd like to thank you, our listeners, for letting us talk about our favorite subject, dogs. And this is Kate saying, work your dogs hard, but love them lots. And we'll see you next week. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>